let's get into the talking before I end up losing my voice again. Due to me being so sick lately, I have to limit this episode to 10 questions. So let's just get straight into it. If you were the ruler of the world, what's the first law you would repeal or create and why? It took me quite some time to think about this and in the end I came up with the idea to make a law that the maximum amount of money someone can have be around like a hundred million dollars for example. And every cent over that maximum is taxed. So people would have their regular taxes and then the super rich people would have their overage taxes. And basically those taxes will help with things like keeping houses prices and groceries low, fund renewable and green energy, universal healthcare, and honestly, with how rich some of these people are, it may even be enough to make healthcare worldwide free. Then there's also the insur- instance of humans and overpopulation. So those taxes can also go to helping fund making other planets livable or be able to have uh, homes out in space, etc. Though I do have some personal views on humans and overpopulation that a lot of people may see as gruesome and inhumane, so I'd rather avoid that backlash and just stick to trying to find a place for these excess humans to live comfortably. 2. I'm happiest when I'm blank. I'm happiest when I'm with my boyfriend. 100% with my boyfriend. I don't care if it may sound like I'm dependent on him, my boyfriend makes me happy and makes life worth living. So 100% I am happiest when I'm with my boyfriend. He's such a sweetheart. 3. If you could just redo one decision from your life, which would you pick and why? I honestly don't think there's anything in my life that I'd want to redo because they all led me to where I am today. Though if I had to choose, I'd probably decide to not spend so much money on Uber Eats for my coworkers and I, or not buy as many lunches for my friends, because then I'd have several thousand dollars more than I do today. 4. Do you have any particularly vivid memories of your grandparents? I'm quite happy that my family doesn't listen to my podcasts or follow along with my business ventures because my more vivid memory of my grandparents is of my grandmother that I stopped talking to years ago. She isn't very nice, because she isn't very nice, which I won't be going into unless you guys would like to hear. Basically, due to my family always struggling with money issues, we had to live with my grandmother for um, a little while. Um, which wasn't that big of a deal. She had a- oh, we had to live with her for a bit. Which wasn't that big of a deal. She had a large house at the time with two bedrooms and a huge basement. Backyard, all that stuff in a suburban neighborhood. Uh, and this was back when I was five. So my brother and I shared a room. My parents slept in the basement and my grandmother had her own room. And when I was younger, I absolutely required a screen on in order to be able to sleep and some audio playing behind me. Which was easy whenever my family would be staying over at like a family friend's place or whenever we'd have our own place since I'd be able to fall asleep to my brother and cousin. I say cousin with quotation marks because I don't actually have any cousins. It's just because the family friend was so close that we're, that um, my brother and I uh, were basically raised like cousins with the other kid. 
uh, playing, and they were basically playing video games and chatting, or I'd be able to go to sleep to the light of my TV on, like those big blocky TVs with the piercingly bright, bright blue screens, and my parents screaming at each other, and my TV buzzing. Regular stuff. Well, when we were at my grandma's place, we had a TV in our room to help us go to sleep. And I had woken up at like 3am one morning, was wide awake, and couldn't go back to bed. My brother was fast asleep and no one was awake in the house. I needed to go pee, but I also always suffered from paranoia growing up and was scared my grandma would wake up due to me moving around and would, you know, kill me. So instead I turned on the, the movie I was watching again just and just let it play at like one or two volume. And I had watched that movie through like two or three times. By the third time I decided to set the volume to zero because I set her movement in another part of the house. And as I'm sure a lot of you know, you can hear what is even playing even with the volume set to zero. So it was fine to me. Heard it just enough to understand what was going on. But, well, by the time I started it up again the third time, my, the door to my room slams open and my grandma shoves her head in and just fucking shouts at me, shut the fuck up. And I was terrified. I ended up turning off the TV and cried for like two hours until I was too numb to move. And after like four hours of hiding out in my room after everyone had woken and had breakfast, I finally got the courage to go out to the kitchen and holy fuck, my parents teared me a new one for being awake. And of course, as adults usually do, they wouldn't listen to any explanation I would give them because I'd obviously be lying. And so yeah, that was the starting point to me not liking my grandmother and being scared of being around her. I refused to turn that TV on myself for the entire time I was there because I was scared she'd come in with an axe and massacre me. Uh, I think this is the fifth one. Uh, five. What's the story behind how you met your boyfriend? Ooh, so this one's going to be quite funny for you all. So basically, him and I both worked together at Metro. He worked in produce and I worked in cut fruit. So basically the same department but different jobs. Uh, and as some of you guys know, I do not like people. I don't like meeting new people. I don't like working with people. I don't like the process of trying to figure out if someone is a, the kind of person I'd be comfortable with or someone that would judge me over every little thing. So at one point I'm putting the salads and stuff I made out on the shelves and I overhear one of my managers talking to him and asking him about himself. And I hear this dude say, he's going to McGill in three months, as in like McGill University, one of the top universities in the world, to study management. McGill, my dream school that I had been working hard and studying to get into for like two years already. And this dude who looked like an idiot that didn't know what a certain fruit was, I believe it was like golden berries or something that he was asking me about. And he was holding up the package of the fruit with the word golden berries in big bold letters right in front of him. Um, so yeah, asking me about what's going, what's going there. That guy was going there. So I'm thinking in my head, huh, 
Him and I have something in common, and by the way he talks, he sounds quite nice. But he's also leaving in three months, so there's no point in me talking to him, let alone acknowledging him. But finally, after a week or two of him working here and seeing how he interacts with others, I figured, okay, might as well chat. Might as well chat with him. Uh, sorry guys, the live talks for some reason ended. Anyway, okay. Might as Where was I? I go amazing. Where is it? Let alone acknowledge him. But finally, after two weeks of him working here and seeing how he interacts with others, I figured, okay, might as well chat with him for something to do. Seems like I'd get along with him. So I do my typical routine of just saying random shit to test the waters, like, hey, what's your favorite alphabet of the moon on a weekday? And he's, of course, confused as fuck and has me repeat myself several times, each time of which I'm laughing harder and harder at how lost he is. And eventually I explain that I was just saying random shit to get his reaction, and he gave me a weird look and was like, okay, yellow, and went off to go back to get back to work. And by the time I was smiling so fucking hard to myself, because it was honestly so cute how confused he was. And by the time he came back from the back, he asked me some sort of question that stemmed from what I had asked before, which I had to explain I was making a sort of some sort of joke, which he'd finally caught on. Uh, and by then, him and I continued talking with me, asking him random questions, and him going along with it. And I tell you, when I went to school and was legit looking for him, it was so funny. Because due to the location of the metro, there was students from like two different schools working there. One of which was Lisker, which was my school, and the other was De La Salle, which was like a French school, like a five minute walk away from metro. And I had overheard him be asked before briefly if he had gone to De La Salle, and I heard him say no. So, so I figured, okay, he must go to my school. So for like a month, I was looking all around searching for this dude, only for me to get fed up one day and finally ask him if he goes to Lisger. And he said no and said the name of his school and went on to explain that it was a fucking French private school nowhere near the fucking metro. And so one day after a while we're working together and finished our work and are waiting to be able to clock out. We're chatting about pets and I get the courage to ask for his insta slash snap under the guise of wanting to share pictures of her dogs to which he gives me both. And just my luck, I forget my key at home before leaving for work and my family was working till like 12 or 1am that night. So I was locked out and so I get the courage to message him on insta and send him pictures of my dogs to which he sends me pictures of his and wishes me luck since I had told him I was locked out. To which I was hardcore blushing. Luckily my brother had gotten let, let off early and was like 10 to 20 minutes away by the time I had gotten home so I didn't have to wait long. And eventually I had gotten the courage to send him a reel to which he was confused by but I had gotten used to it. And and today I sent and that nowadays I send him hundreds of reels a day. So yeah.
Um, I got the curve. Where, where was I? I lost my spot. Uh, Curtis has sent him a reel to which he was confused by, and I had gotten used to it. And like after we, uh, like a week after I got his Insta, I decided to ask him out. Which of course, him being the confused, clueless man he is, he didn't understand that I was asking him out and thought and I was just being nice. And by the way, it wasn't like a hey, wanna hang out sometime. It was more of want to go out on a date with me to the movie sometime and watch Dune together. And I, I, and I asked him out because I thought he liked me back because of us getting along so well and how smiley he was around me. But this dude thought date was like month and day type of date. And I was scared to ask him out because I thought he was going to say like he has a girlfriend or something and then things would be awkward afterwards. But nope, he actually never had a girlfriend before, which I found out later on and that I am actually his first girlfriend. So to my luck, nothing was actually awkward afterwards and things progressed as per usual, thanks to him being so clueless. Uh, him and I chatting and getting along, us having box fights, me chasing him with a knife or a stepladder, him using a bunch of smarty pants words I didn't understand and smiling when I'd snap at him for being a nerd. Uh, and then finally the day comes at his last day at Metro. My thought process would be that we'd progressively stop talking after leaves and I'd just go back to my normal routine of school, home, work, home, sleep, school. With no one to talk to. But nope, we continued talking day in and day out and the reels and messages had multiplied. And I had actually revealed to him like two months after he left that I had huge feeling for him and had actually asked him out more than once while we worked together to which he was astonished and continued calling himself a tool and felt horrible for me because he hadn't picked up on it even with the clear will you go out with me's that I'd use. Well I continued asking him out a few more times afterwards which added some strain to our friendship but we quickly bounced back every time. And then finally, fast forward to the Christmas holidays, he's in town and we finally get the chance to go to the movies. I'm in my head hoping it's a date, but he's thinking it's just two friends hanging out. So of course, I asked him out again, and he doesn't think I'm serious, again. Then New Year's. I managed to get off of work due to having plans and I worked at a pub so you could count on people being pissed off as well but oh well we went to go see the new york's the new year's fireworks at parliament however due to the harsh rain earlier there ended up being no fireworks which was disappointing and i wanted the, him to be my new year's kiss which i had never had before which he was fine with but when the time got closer to it he started to get anxious and uncomfortable by the thought which was fine and normal so I had to explain to him that if he didn't feel comfortable, then I could just kiss him on the cheek or we could hug. Because by the movies, he had actually kissed me on the forehead, which had made me feel otherworldly happy. And it could give you the understanding as to why I thought for like the millionth time that he liked me. So anyway, he said that 
uh, he said that that was fine and he'd be comfortable with that. And I made sure to explain that if he didn't even feel comfortable with that, then we could just hug whatever he feels comfortable with. And well, after the countdown, we all started to leave there was no, because there was no fireworks. But then to our surprise, some random ass Americans just started setting off fireworks in the streets. And I say American because this was pretty close to that convoy protest, so they had these American flags and such on their pickup truck. Sadly, they only had a few fireworks, so they had run out after like two or three minutes, but it was still nice, I guess. And then we had decided to get Froyo on the way to dropping me off at my place, and we ended up also stopping at the park by my place as well to play on the swings. And guess what? I'm feeling flirtatious, he and I are in private, because he exclaimed before that he doesn't feel comfortable showing affection in public, which is also the primary reason why he didn't want to kiss me after the countdown, since we'd be around all these people. But now, we're at a park, in private. And so I ask him, can I kiss you? He shrugs and says, go ahead. And so I climb on his lap and am like, I would like a yes or a no. This is your first kiss, so consent is very important to me. And so softly, he's like, yes. And I kiss him. It was just one kiss, I was trying to go in for another, or more of like a makeout, but he's like, nope, you said a kiss. And I'm just laughing at him like, damn it, more than one? And he's like, nope. And I'm like, okay. And I hug him while still sitting on his lap for a bit till we're, till we both at the same time ask if we should head home, to which we both agree. And he's all like giddy and happy as well because it's his first kiss, it made him feel a special way, and all that stuff. And he's holding me so close as well and is so protective of me while we're walking out of the park. It was so cute. Then he walks me home. I introduce him to my pug for a few minutes, then I decide to actually walk him home because I didn't want the night to be over yet. And then of course, Fast forward a few days, I'm anxious in my head because uh, I'm anxious because in my head we're together, but we haven't asked each other um, or called each other BF slash GF, so it's more complicated and I have a personal rule to only kiss people that I'm dating. And I was too scared to call him my BF out of fear that he'd be like, what? No, we're not dating, um, even though we kissed. So I just kept it to myself. And so after a bit of me feeling frustrated and angry and used due to misunderstanding, I finally explained to my, him my feelings again and that I wouldn't have kissed him if I didn't have feelings for him. And so he eventually calms me down and we come to a somewhat understanding, however the relationship is still pretty complicated. Then one day he ends up drinking a bit too much while celebrating New Year's back in Montreal with his friends and I end up calling him while he's in the bathroom throwing up, uh, which I'm glad he answered instead of telling me to wait for him to get cleaned up. And so after he gets it out of his system, I ask him about his day, he goes on about it and like three times he asks me about my day and I give in after the third time and five minutes into talking about my day, this dude fucking passes out on his bathroom floor. 
And I know that because I'm just staring up at the bathroom ceiling and watching the slow, steady breaths that usually means someone sleeping um, along with occasional snores. Um, and so I keep an eye on his breathing to make sure he's safe while also trying to play different audios to wake him up, like screaming playlists, me yelling into the speaker. Hell, even try playing his own guitar videos to try and trigger something in his brain to wake him up. Nothing worked. And finally, after like an hour of him being passed out on his floor, his roommate finally comes home, which finally wakes him up. I finally meet his roommate who leaves after a few minutes. So he gets himself cleaned up and gets to bed. Him and I continue calling and talking. I remind him to drink water and Gatorade that I'll gladly buy him and that I'll gladly buy him a few things in the morning to help with his hangover. He agrees and eventually falls asleep. And actually also, I'd like to quickly include something that actually hurt me quite a bit. So I wanted to actually stay on the call while he was slowly falling asleep just so I could keep an eye on him. And I explained that to him like several times as well. Um, and so I'm just there like waiting for him to fall asleep while just keeping an eye on his breathing. And then at one point I just see him flip over and end the call. And I was heartbroken because I thought that meant he hated me. <laughs> and I explained to him several times, do not end the call. I'm going to end the call after you fall asleep. But nope, he fucking ends the call. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, gets himself cleaned up. He agrees and falls asleep. And the next morning, he's practically fine. Just a mild headache and a dry mouth. He said he had a nice dream about me that made him feel some sort of way. And in my head, I'm just like, okay, yeah, he was drunk. He probably just had a horny dream or something. No biggie. And things are pretty complicated even then. But then the next day, he finally tells me he thinks he has feelings for me. And I fucking lose it. I'm like, finally. And confess that I love him too. However, with the way society is, I did want to risk us both confessing and then him turning around and being like, we never, we were never dating, we never agreed on BF slash GF. Cause I've always struggled with guys doing that a lot. So I decide to finally ask him out again and he finally says yes. And so yeah, that's how my boyfriend and I started dating. I know the question asked how we met, but I figured it'd be more fun to just give the entire background. But seriously, I asked this dude out hundreds of times, and majority of the time, he didn't even understand that I was asking him out. <laughs> Hell, it got so ba bad at one point that I nicknamed him Emotional Support Idiotic Nerd. Because he looked after me, so emotional support, he's clueless as all hell, so idiotic, but he's smart enough to get into McGill University and is more linguistically prowess than a fucking published author. So nerd. And now in around two weeks, we are going to celebrate our 11 month anniversary. I love this man to the end of the earth and I refuse to do anything to lose my sweet clueless angel. All right, I'm pretty sure this is the sixth question. Um, six. How do you know when to let someone go? Now, this is definitely a twist compared to the last question. So let's just take a deep breath and work on shifting our mentality over to something more negative. 
take a quick drink of water. Okay, so it's important to know that it's good to watch and see how things progress over time, especially when it comes to boundaries. Like with my boyfriend and I, he hadn't had any boundaries set up before we started dating. So he'd always ended up uncomfortable due to me saying certain things while I was severely depressed. And so, since he and I hadn't been together yet, I wanted him to work up setting up boundaries to help protect himself whenever he had gotten himself a girlfriend. And one of his boundaries was for me to stop saying certain phrases centralized around depression. However, since I had been depressed my entire life, those said phrases were deeply rooted inside my mind and were often the first things I'd say every day. So you could tell for a while I was overstepping those boundaries and was making him upset and uncomfortable until he finally put his foot down after some pushing from me for him to start doing so and told me to stop. And so after that, I started working on progressively saying these phrases less and less. And we'd even found certain words for me to say instead of just instead so that I could still get my feelings across without upsetting him. And eventually, I stopped crossing those boundaries altogether. And that's when you know you should stay together. But keep in mind, it took months with me also being medicated and going to a psychiatrist. But when... But knowing when, <laughs> excuse me. But knowing when to let someone go is quite the opposite of the situation. With his help, I got the courage to call and start making appointments for my mental health. However, if you're in a relationship where no matter how hard you try, whether couples therapy, psychiatric help, even several long hard talks about boundaries. They refuse every single helping hand and continue to dis disrespect you and make you uncomfortable, then absolutely walk away. After all, I'm lucky enough that I have a kind, patient boyfriend that was willing to help me work on myself. So if you're that kind of partner and are trying to help a loved one, and even after months they refuse help, then yes, absolutely leave. And no matter what, no matter how much you love them, if your partner ever hits you, assaults you, etc., leave. It doesn't matter what you may have accidentally done. It doesn't matter if you were too exhausted to make dinner, to do the laundry, clean the house, any of that. It, does not, it doesn't matter if you were both play fighting or having fun behind closed doors together and you accidentally like hit him a little too hard in a certain spot. like. You were changing positions, for instance, and you actually hit their nuts, and they lose their shit and starts beating you. It is not your fault, and you should 100% leave. I've been in that situation many times before, and I nearly got choked to death. I got threatened to be tossed into a dumpster and burned alive. Because I tried to push my ex off of me because he refused to accept me saying no. Stop or any form of our safe word. So yes, 100% if you are in an abusive relationship, leave. Contact the police, get a restraining order, order, do whatever you need to do, and leave. I understand a lot of you may feel unsafe in leaving, and that is definitely when you need to get the police involved. Because if you don't feel safe just leaving someone, then you don't feel safe 
even being with that person. So yes, if you find that they are not respecting your boundaries or are harming you, then you need to let them go. I had a far less serious idea going to, um, idea towards when you should know when to let go someone go when I first read this, but I'd say the serious idea is far more important than just a lack of feeling in the relationship. Uh, I think this is seven. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, this is seven. Seven? Hang on, I'm scrolling there. Uh, yeah, it's seven. Alright, uh, yeah. right, 7th. Over the last 5 years, how have you changed? A fuck ton, if I say so myself. My friend groups and social energy had certainly changed a lot as well. Like for instance, I'm no longer severely depressed. I'm still depressed of course, I'll always be to some extent, but after being medicated and getting closer with my boyfriend, I'm far less unstable than what I used to be. Anxiety and paranoia is still bitch, though. 8. I'm pretty sure I'm going to look back and realize blank about this current time in my life. I'm pretty sure I'm going to look back and realize that this is quite possibly the turning point in my life where I could finally assume that I am safe and free from the people of my past. 9. Biggest breakup lesson. Have a close friend to be able to go to immediately after the breakup. For one of my first relationships, which was unstable throughout, and I had honestly stopped caring for the dude, he had broken up with me the day after my birthday and had actually ignored me for the entirety of my birthday as well. So when I noticed after he so when I noticed after he broke up with me that I was starting to feel depressed and was about to cry. I immediately messaged my best friend at the time and we went out on our bikes and just biked around the block for like two hours laughing and racing. Then when I got home, I of course started to cry again because I saw his hoodie on my bed. But instead, I decided to just use it as a snot tissue, eat some ice cream, watch TV, and go to bed. By the way, if you ever get broken up with and still have your ex's hoodie, 100% just chuck in the closet or trash or something in a place where you can't see it. Just get it out of sight as fast as possible. I'd done that for my second breakup and it had helped me get over him far quicker than if I had left it on my bed. It had also made getting over the breakup far more easy as well. So yeah, if you get broken up with, hide anything you had received from them and then immediately go out with your friends and prepare to do something relaxing once you get back in order to help you get all of your emotions out. Uh, I think that was nine, so 10. What does it mean to love someone? As I'm sure all of you have been hearing, love isn't necessarily a feeling. It's not that, hu it's not that huge crush you get when you first start dating someone where you never want to be without them because that feeling fades. That feeling doesn't last. Love is more of an action and a feeling that follows along with that action, such as having a disagreement or understanding and loving someone enough to sit down and talk through it instead of just yelling at each other until you're both tired and go to bed and act like nothing happened in the morning. <coughs> All my parents I've ever had. Love is accepting your partner for all their flaws and choosing to help them improve and get over their most serious ones. 
Love is looking forward to going home and seeing your partner, but also wanting a few moments to yourself and being confident that your partner will understand and will greet you with open arms once you're fully recharged. Love is understanding when your partner is hormonal and even if they're snappy, you know that they still love you. Hell, love is when you're hormonal and even if everything your partner does is bothering you, you're confident that the feeling will subside and are willing to take a few minutes to explain what is bothering you. No matter how small it is, even if you have to wait until you've calmed down a bit to explain what is bothering you. Just when you get the chance to explain what is bothering you, that is, know when you, that is when you know you love them. And it doesn't matter how small it is. No matter if it is the string of the tea bag on your mug is facing the wrong way or a tad too bit much honey in your teacup. Love is wanting to look after your partner when they're ill, even if you yourself are just as sick and knowing they would do the same for you. Love is knowing that if you went missing, they'd look for you. Love is so many things that a simple question and small explanation can't fully uncover what it means to love someone. So no, love isn't a feeling, it's an action. And most times, a nice pleasant feeling tends to arise when you do such loving actions. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, anyway, writing, words, NaNoWriMo, books, 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 other stuff. Um, yeah, I think now would be a good time to get into that outro, I guess. Eat. Uh, check out my novels on Amazon and Kobo, link in description. Check out Creative Writing Club Premium on Patreon Spotify, link in description. Check out Quill and Scroll Stash in the description. Check out the Crave Ryan Club Discord server in the description. Check out my personal Instagram at dark underscore night underscore wolves. And this Q&A of a loving session is now at its end. Honestly, I probably should have saved some of these questions for like a Valentine's Day Q&A.